Hello and welcome to Pals Pools. This is the Comics Pals show where Marco. Hello. Gail. What's up, hot dogs? Tyler. What's up? Uh, hello. Damn, I, I stole both ears. Damn it. Shit. <laughs> uh, me, I'm Sean. We get together to talk comics. We're reviewing four of this week's Count books that came out this week. Um, yeah, four of those. Uh, we've got the Flash One Minute War special, number one. Uh, Bloodline Daughter of Blade, number one. Silver Surfer Ghostlight, number one. And I'm going to stop right here because there's a cover for this book. Everybody's like talking about the fact that there are these Planet of the Apes covers in February. We'll talk about that tomorrow or on Saturday. Um, we'll talk about that on Saturday. But um, there is a cover for this comic that has the Planet of the Apes on it. It's Silver Surfer going to the Planet of the Apes heralding the arrival of galactus and it is one of the coolest covers that i have ever seen damn and i'm desperate for this cover midtown did not have it i was so sad it's very badass so the controversy thing that's not what this show's about i just want to talk about how cool that cover is if you come across it in the wild and you can hear this tweet me a picture of you having it so that i can be officially jealous of you can I uh, potentially make a controversial statement? Yeah. I don't like the Planet of the Apes. Okay. I don't get the hype. Huh. I thought the Matt Reeves ones were pretty good. I think the original one is phenomenal. I also like like old school like makeup makeup work and stuff. So The effects mm. there are great. Yeah. The effects Practical. are cool. Yeah. The twist? Classic movie twist. Well... Uh, unfortunately, we're not reviewing Planet of the Apes. We're reviewing Purgatory Must Die, number two. This Wait, was... Sean, I got the same variant. Oh, shit. Whoa, you have it in physical. Oh, don't you worry. We'll, we'll have a conversation. Wow. All right. Um, okay. That is the book that, quote-unquote, won the listener poll this week. <laughs> it was another tie, but this time it was a three-way tie. So we went with Purgatory, hoping for the best. But as always, prepared for the worst. Before we get into the reviews, I uh, want to let you guys know how you can find and support the show. Of course, we are the Comics Pals on all social media platforms, including TikTok. Watch our YouTube shorts, run those numbers up, things like that. Uh, at the Comics Pals on Twitter. Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals is the absolute best way to support us for as little as $3 a month. You get access to some pretty cool content. And uh, it shows us that you're enjoying what we do. So if you want to listen to our exclusive show, Palling Around, if you want to get your name shouted out on the main show, if you want to vote for the next book club, all of those things are possible uh, if you are subscribed to us on Patreon. Watch this show live on Twitch and YouTube at 6 p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. Watch the main show live at 10.15 a.m. Eastern every single Saturday. This Saturday, we're going to be talking about the big, big news coming out of DC. Dude, this is a um, big Saturday coming up. Yeah. Marvel, they too, made like, the comics. Sorry? Marvel had a lot of big comic book announcements, too. They did. Yeah. They did. Um, unfortunately, um, it's just so much. It's just so much. Um, 
I don't know how we're going to get through it all, but we will. Uh, Sean, I'm sending you a uh, uh, an eBay link to that uh, Planet of the Apes variant. What's it's the like price? With, with shipping, you get it for like 10 bucks. Oh, not bad. I'll check the Midtown by me. It's right by, it's, I'm three blocks away from the one downtown. Yeah. Uh, the, their the website says they're sold out. So. Oh, does it? Dang. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, they uh, they ran. I went. I went on Wednesday, and I was I was there by like four thirty, and they were gone. Dang. So, yeah. Just like that, so quick, those variants were gone. Just like the one minute war, will be very quick for uh, the people in it, because by the time the people of Earth realize that uh, they've been under siege, it'll have been one minute of their lives. I wish I could get back the several minutes of my life that it took me to read this issue. Um, this was teased in the last issue of One Minute War that there would be this special. So we were excited to find out what it would be, what it would reveal, how it would enlighten us about you know, the fraction and, and, and their origins and stuff like that. And it did that. It, it does do that. Across the three or four stories that we did get. But it does it in. You know, and I mean this as respectfully as I can. It does it in the least interesting way that I feel like it could have. Hmm. Um, this had the potential in my mind to be something really, really cool. But it's just I found it flat. Uh, the first story is uh, Jeremy Adams with. Fernando Pazarin with inks by Matt Ryan, Jason Paz, colors by Matt Herms, letters by Rob Lake. And this really shows us the origins of the fraction, how they managed to use the speed force, why they are invading, all that jazz. Uh, Sean, I, I, I wanted to, to, I'm glad you started with this one because uh, this entire week I bought everything physically. I'm... I've I've made the choice with all the stuff that's been coming out, or at least post the comicsology news. I decided, you know what, maybe it's time to to dabble back in in physical, and uh, this paper quality, dude. Can I can I talk about it? this paper quality? Absolutely disgusting. I was not expecting this. This is a a one minute war special, right? You're you're supposed to put quality into this and then i and then you turn the page and there's a typo in the second panel and the second in the second uh text box it says ruled by the the empress and i threw my hands up and i said i'm so ready to come onto this podcast to go the one time that i buy comics and i started i started with this issue because i was excited to finally go back and read and i'm like i'm gonna come on this show i'm so ready to just uh uh roshan about his physical and look at all this but that typo after i calmed down got me sad because i i've been so far from i've been so far removed from the direct market for the past five six years and it like this is where comics are like the the paper quality has fallen it seems like the even editorial for this big a book for this big event isn't there to catch this kind of stuff. And I got sad for it. Um, and I realized I've not been purchasing this 
I've been purchasing the 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 digital version. It's not directly contributing to the uh, to that market, and I think I'm I think I'm gonna go back, dude. Like, if if I can if I can support this in some way to to fix this kind of stuff in in whatever way possible, right? Like, sure, my five my five ninety nine is not gonna go a long way, but I can't believe this is where comics are. The this is the state of it, and if anything, it gave me perspective on what I haven't been seeing happen for the past few years. So uh, thank you for that, Sean, because I, I came specifically to to flame you. But if anything, I came out learning. Wow, Marco's manifesto. Uh, Marco, Marco, I, I missed that because my cats decided to knock down a whole bunch of shit. Um, mm-hmm. You're going back to physical permanently? I think I might go back to physical permanently. Okay. <laughs> Why would you announce that now? You should have. We, oh my god! I on think, the review show, we could have done this, Marco. I think we could have done it. It it. We got to save comics, guys. This is crazy. Oh, but I had fun with this uh, this issue. I, I treated this as like high sci-fi. The first the first chapter of this, I had fun coming into it. Paper quality and stuff aside, like. That that affected my reading because I had I had an expectation associated to where I left comics off, um, but uh, this was at least parts of it were added to my experience of reading the the first parts of the One Minute War. Not all of it, but at least some of it. Okay, go ahead, Kill. Yeah, I didn't get anything out of this book. <laughs> I had a great time because it's the Flash and Flash-related things. And, um, you know, the the future Flashes is real fun, but I don't – I didn't get – I don't know who those people are. Oh, I mean, I it's, Iris and, guys. it's Iris and Jai, but I don't know where they come from. And also, like, if they're in the future, what does it have anything to do with the story that we're dealing with? Well, with the Flash, I mean, it's – the future is always a possibility. They, they, if they trip over something, they're in the future. Yeah, they said that they can travel through time, and that's what they do. That they've at some point they've expanded it to where they have to go into the future, into the far, far past, and uh, take resources. Yeah, I'm not even talking about those two. I, I mean, Wally, Barry, Impulse, uh, Kid Flash. I mean. If they think about going to the future, they can just go to the future. That's just their thing. Sure. Um, I so ahead. future flashes are a big part of the Flash legacy. I didn't mind them showing that. I just thought that it was like it was it was connected and it felt disconnected. Like it it, it felt like it. Obviously, it has something to do with what we're reading. You know, we're seeing these future flashes dealing with the fraction, but it just didn't feel like it, it It mattered to now. And I wish that there would have been a through line thematically or something like that to make this feel more pressing. Obviously, this is just, you know, one instance of seeing that stuff. But if you compare this to another time in which we saw you know, the future being dealt with, if you go back to like Hickman's house and powers, we didn't know what the hell was going on, but it felt like it related because the theme was the same. 
you know, mutants trying to survive. Um, and it, it had an urgency attached to it. This was rooted in a relationship really between two characters that if you don't know them, I don't, I don't know if they're new or not. If you don't know them, then it's like, who the hell are they? They met before. When was that? Why do I care? And that's really the only thing that's going on there. So I had a lot of problems with these separate stories for that reason. They just don't feel like they matter or like they're connected or I don't know. Interesting. So I looked in... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I looked into the Gold Beetle uh, person because I was like, oh, that's an interesting looking character. Uh, apparently a future state creation. Mm. Oh. Which is like, why, why, are we going, why are we going back there? Do we need to? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't like this issue at all. Um, <laughs> it uh, all four characters you see on the cover, none of them show up in the book. Um, that always that always bugs me. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. ditto. When ditto. when the the cover doesn't necessarily need to be what happens in the book, but if you're showing only four characters, they're not really doing anything special. Um, at least put one of them in the book. I don't know. This felt more like a, a series of backups, a series of like these could be backups in the main Flash book. And it would be fine without the need for this issue. Um, this, uh, on paper, the idea of this civilization that can harness the speed force and uses that for war and it can conquer a, a planet in a minute, on paper, sounds great. Uh, in, in function and uh, as it's used, it's boring. <laughs> um, nothing happens. The flashes don't even get to do flash things because everything's slowed down. So it kind of slows down the whole fun of the flashes. Um, it's like, oh, cool. One of them can now run up a wall at normal speed. Cool. Great. Um, yeah, I'm not into this at all. I, nothing. I don't feel like anything new came out of any of this either. The, the only thing new that came out was... I think that the and Twitch don't ban me for this, but I think that our, our main villain's um, uh, goal that we learn is that he's a total simp and he just wants to marry the Empress. Like it's a power his, play. His uh, motive, I guess, is revealed, which, God, is so surface level, I think. I I bought into it because um, when when he is the the warlord and then he returns after eons of battle and comes back and he's like okay hold on i'm i'm ready to make my play and like my i have this power but it's secondary to you i need to find a way to make myself that equal so you know have your hand in marriage and maybe we'll get there i i thought that was at least interesting but it doesn't tie into anything else that we've seen so far and maybe this guy comes back and if we see him later on and he becomes one of the main antagonists, cool, then this has been of service. But until then, this was a fun story for that, but it's it's not with consequence to what we're seeing play out at the moment. And that's an issue. I'll, I'll, I'll hold out in hope that we see this character again because I thought that that was cool and uh, an interesting uh, the the character seems interesting for that, even if it was at that surface level at the moment. Maybe it gets revealed later down. Marco, um, we see that character in the previous yeah, issue of Flash. Yeah, he's in he's in the event. He's a guy who has who starts the war. He's the guy kind of controlling everything. Oh, is he like the 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 ship leader? Uh, yeah, it looks a little different in the main book because the art style is different. But right, um, it is okay. the same character. Yeah. All right, I thought this was a a, a separate person. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um. 
I I'm I'm cool with all that. Like the you know the idea that this guy just wants to you know marry in and 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 he wants the empress and all that. Like all that's cool. I don't mind anything we're seeing from a from a um, content standpoint, from a story perspective. What I'm frustrated with is that it all feels hollow. There's a way to take that idea and make it nuanced and interesting if the characters are interesting. But right now, it's not the case. The guy just literally wants to marry her. There's not a lot of detail as to why. She has no character. We don't know much about her. Um, She's like, yeah, sure. And that's it. Like, the dialogue might as well be that because that's all the uh, the, the nuance that, that's there, unfortunately. And she's faceless. Yeah. I don't know if she's faceless. I think yeah. the veil was covering her face. I thought I thought Marco meant like, you know, like we don't like we don't actually have something to ground ourselves in. Yeah, yeah, like oh. like yeah. Um, I don't know. I I really want to love this. The main story stuff I've been enjoying, but this felt completely empty throughout. I didn't feel anything but frustrated. Marco pointed out the page stuff, um, the paper quality, and it was really bad here. Like, really, really egregious. It's hard to explain if you don't buy comics physically. We've had people write in and say, like, oh, well, well what is Sean talking about? Buy a DC comic. I don't know. Marco, do you <laughs> like do you like having that like the feel of paper? Um I like the texture. Yeah. Uh, the texture, uh, I guess the, the texture just caught me by surprise because I remember when all of it was all sheen. Like like some of the other books, uh, the Marvel stuff, even some of that has lost some of the, the weight. Uh, it's still shiny. Uh, it still has that gloss on it, but the actual paper weight of it seems to have changed. And in, in this case, it looks like um, like 90s stuff, uh, like a 90s vertigo. You, the, some of the, the colors seem you, more than likely are washed out because of just the way it's printed on one the the paper but then also the um like well the, the i was gonna say like I've, I've been getting ads for uh ipad screen protectors that mimic paper uh, the texture oh uh, mostly mm. for uh artists really uh for like not the apple that. pencil and stuff I, i've thought about doing it just for like writing honestly not not that they're sponsoring this or anything but the one i got for my new ipad is uh paper like yeah, it's that's tremendous. the one I've been getting ads for. It's yeah. good, though. Tremendous. Yeah. It's, I love it. I I uh, wrote one of my whole projects with the Apple Pencil on it, handwritten on the iPad. It was great. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was just punching up a friend's script, and I was writing in the margins, and I'm like, like I'm having trouble. It's too slippery, you know? So, okay. I wonder if it'll affect Coincident- my reading, too, of a comic book. That's, that's well, my curiosity. Coincidentally, it does uh, It does have a, a, a texture to it, for the swipe and it, it does genuinely feel really good mm. let's get back on track um dan trudeau asked if this is a necessary read or a sidetrack this is not a necessary read i really 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 above all else don't understand what the reason for this existing is there's no big revelation yeah. The only thing you need to know, if there's anything you need to know from this, is what happens in the first 
story about the reason why the fraction does what they do and all their motivations. And that could have been handled in two pages within the main story. It's unnecessary. I rarely get on here and say, don't buy something outright. I truly don't think there's a a reason for you to buy this. I I just don't. And what's wild is it was, uh, it was an editor's note in, I think the first issue of this is like, oh yeah, more to be revealed later. And realistically, Nothing. Yeah. No good. No good. Uh pass. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just not necessary. It's one of our first unanimous passes in a while. I think so. Unfortunate, but it, that speaks to, you know, what this was. Um everybody involved is talented. This just doesn't need to exist. Let's talk about Bloodline, Daughter of Blade. This book is many years in the making. Um, the story of this of this is wild. We're not <laughs> going to get into it too much here, but um, this has been a long time coming. And it's even past creative teams, which is so weird. But uh, the, the, the team that's finally getting to, you know, Bring this book to life is uh, writer Danny Lore with uh, artist Karen S. Darbo, colors Chris Peter, and letters by Joe Sabino. Um, Blade's got a daughter. And if you didn't know that, well, you weren't missing out. Oh, because, uh, (laughs) you know, she's not, this is really her, her big starring performance i think that there is a uh there's a coincidental release uh timing of this book i think that they're they're trying to make her a character um for the future of blade in the movies mm-hmm. um and this very much feels like a almost buffy the vampire-esque take on a young girl who has a secret um you know, there are vampires involved. It's her and her mom. It's got that. It, it attempts that same type of like scrappy, quippy dialogue. It does everything that you would expect a, a Buffy clone to do, but it does them all significantly worse. Hmm. Um, I this week, especially, I found myself really frustrated with the dialogue in these books. And this was an egregious example. This was hard to read. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, I didn't really. I kind of liked it, I think. I I think I felt the same way, but uh, spoiler, I felt th- your way, Sean, about Silver Surfer. Oh, boy. Don't let's. Yeah, we, we yeah. will talk about Silver okay. Surfer. <laughs> I yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was predictable, uh, but. It wasn't, I mean, uh, overall, it was enough to get me to a second issue. Um, I, I just kind of, whatever. Yeah, like, it, it was very cookie cutter Buffy, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing for me. I'm a big Buffy mark. So, um, especially since I don't really care much for the current Buffy books. Um, if I can read this, that's, you know, like Diet Buffy, That that's fine with me. Um, I think it's doing it, the one thing that it, it kind of did different than Buffy is the fact that Marvel vampires are a little more realistic in the sense that they don't turn to dust. Full on. Well, uh, well, 
Okay, in the sense that they don't turn to dust. Like when you when you stake one, they die like almost like a human does. They just bleed out. Um, and that was an Lovely. interesting little little beat there, you know, with with her mom and like the daughter's like, oh, I thought they they turned to dust. I'm like, oh wait, does wait does Buffy exist in in as a TV show in Marvel continuity? I don't know. Um, but I thought that was an interesting bit. Like I think this was a fine first issue. I'm more curious to see what comes after really. Like the father daughter dynamic is not something we had in Buffy. Um, it, the distinct lack of it is what Buffy was. Um, so seeing that here, I think that's where it can differentiate itself a little bit. Um, I'm more interested for the future issues more than the single this, this first one. What was Giles to Buffy, Tyler? How dare you? Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this is her actual father. I think there's there's a distinct right. difference there. Yeah. Yeah. And Buffy doesn't um, realize what Giles is to her until a little later on. Let's not get into a Buffy debate. Okay? Oh yeah, I'm I'm, I'm rearing. All right. Oh, no, you don't know. You don't. We've know. already wasted our a side conversations yeah. on iPad screens. We can't. We can't <laughs> possibly. I definitely don't have an Apple Apple Shop tab on my other uh, uh, screen <laughs> with iPads on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because of how much Buffy I've consumed Fair. in my life. But I just don't have the space for this in me. Not for, you know, whatever the cost of this is. Not for $4. There's just no way. Um, there's n absolutely nothing here that made me go, I need more of this. Um, especially because... Hey, look, Blade can have a daughter. That's great. I'm into that. But I don't buy this comic book if Blade is not attached on some level. That's the reason why his name is on the cover. So for him to have no part in this at all, when he's the most interesting thing about it to me up front, because I don't know this girl, that was also a knock against us. I wanted to see Blade. And teasing him at the end, that's not... That's not going to get me to come back because what I got wasn't enough to make me want to come back. Hmm. And it also does the other thing where, you know, new student in her school, a little mysterious, turns out she's yeah. a slayer too. It's like, yeah, all right, that's telegraphed. almost – you're a little too much like Buffy now. We even have a faith equivalent now. It's – When – when uh, what was her name? Something Nieves came in. I'm like, oh, yeah. she's the other hunter. Has to be. Yeah, and, I like how that's a trope now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of the art, the Darbo art? Very, almost manga influenced. Is that fair to say, or or maybe more anime influenced than manga, if if that makes sense? Yeah, uh, I felt, uh, I definitely felt that. I, I I appreciated that some of the the lines were loose, like they were, mm. uh, as much as the style was in that anime or manga vibe. The the actual line work in between the the hard outlines of the figures they're, they're cool they're loose they they define um a bit of movement so i appreciated how dynamic it was it, it felt like it flowed well um i thought that the the uh i, I wish the colors popped more uh i feel like this book needed a little bit more life mm. um and i think the colors could have gone a lot harder in terms of making that happen. You think um, like more like what the cover is showcasing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just, I don't know. I, I wanted some, I wanted it to pop and I wanted it to be fun and exciting, but that's not quite how I felt about it. 
And when I imagine it just being brighter, even, I feel like that's something I'm more interested in. But I I pass on this. I've seen this too many times. Uh, I haven't seen it as uh, as much, and I think that this for somebody like like that who hasn't, this could be interesting. Um, but I'm not particularly fond of vampires in general. Like it doesn't light me on fire, so I I pass on this. But I think I think if I was, it would probably hook me enough for a second issue. Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I hope you wouldn't be lighting vampires on fire. That's not good for them. Um... I I think this is a pull. I think issue two will be whether or not I continue with it. I think two needs to kind of pick up pick up some of the slack here. But I thought it was a pretty good first issue. Otherwise, yeah. That's where I'm at too. I it gets me enough to know the daughter's a quit machine and you know to to play against Blade's stoicism and you know that'll be annoying for ten minutes and and then I'll probably drop the book. Well, well, Blade's his own quip machine nowadays. You know, they really kind of yeah. leaned into the comic book Blade being like an even heightened version of Wesley Snipes' Blade. Um, I, w- so. I would love for an age for the Marvel vampires to be cool. Dude, there's so much cool shit going on with Marvel vampires right now, too. Like, they took over uh, Chernobyl and they have their own country now, run by Dracula. Come on. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, like, well, Wolverine crossed over with that, with the Ben Percy stuff. That yeah, was yeah, yeah, that's right. But where is it? Where's the cool stuff? Well, Omega Red's a vampire. Like it's in like I think it's like an X Force and Avengers. Really, I think those are the two main books. Oh man, yeah. Remember when Marvel tried really hard with Dracula in like 2008 or so? Like I felt like they yeah there was a there was a Dracula versus Apocalypse book. Am I crazy? Am I what? That's ringing. Oh, I don't know about that. I think I yeah. I feel like I remember that Um, because um. It was huge, you know, in the 70s and 80s, the Marvel vampires. 2006, Sean. A uh, four-issue comic book limited series, Frank Thierry and Clayton Henry. And Clayton huh. Henry was really, I feel like, the driver of a lot of that stuff at that time with Dracula and certain other characters like that. When I started reading Marvel Comics, which would have been 2005-ish, 2004, I thought that Dracula was sort of a a thing because I kept seeing him in different stuff. Um, But, you know, then I tried it myself and I was like, never mind. Tomb of Dracula was a preeminent Marvel book when it was out. So, like, they're always trying to recapture that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. Decent Marvel snap card, though, I will say. Decent. A lot more than decent. Especially with MODOK coming in. Oh, you know it. Let's dive into silver surfer ghost light so this is the next in a series of you know little mini series about silver surfer that have had success um at the very least they've been critical successes you had the one um donny cates donny cates and uh tradmore black silver Mm -hmm. surfer black oh there was that one i think Dan Slott had one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that wasn't a that wasn't a mini series. That was a okay. whole ass series. But there's a history of some some Silver Surfer stuff at, at Marvel over the last few years, and so this is another one of those. This is uh, by John Jennings, who I don't know if I have any familiarity with. 
uh, from a writing standpoint. I can't think of anything that uh, that they've done. But uh, Valentin Delandro, Bitch Planet, right? What'd you call me? <laughs> so cool to see uh, Delandro on this book, given that history. Oh, uh, and then Matt Miller as well. Ended up getting a variant. I think this is the a Miller variant or something. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah. Sean, John Jennings, I think, helped co-write some issues of Bitterroot and did one of the Bitterroot special books. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, but outside of that, in an issue of Beast Wars, um, very light on the comics stuff. Joe Sabino, by the way, on the letters as well. So Silver Surfer is in this for a cup of coffee. And not even that. Less than that. Silver Surfer's in this for about two seconds. Uh, most of this is based on this family that we are, um, you know, introduced to and sort of their, their deal and things like that. And they've, they've got this, uh, they go on an adventure and it ultimately the, the, uh, the, the daughter and brother or whatever, they go on an adventure and, you know, end up meeting silver surf. Um, it's it's very Spielbergian. Yeah. Uh, in the bad way. Not like, not not the way that like we were saying, uh, uh, Jeff Johns did last week in Junkyard Joe. Right. This is it in like the the people who want to imitate Spielberg do. Did you not? Oh, have we. One? No. Huh. No. Oh, we've moved to a new town and the daughter's depressed. Oh, she'll snap out of it. Don't worry. There's a mystery in the shed. Don't go out there. We better go out there. I have fun. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was lighthearted and like it's. It's a slow. It's a slow start to get to where we end at the uh, with this issue. Um, I, I thought the the characters were were fun and quippy enough. Um, the uh, good back and forth. I thought. Uh Spoiler alert, I didn't really have much fun with the books we had to read this week. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I kind of I kind of breezed through these last night and then I got to like my other books and I got to read like Sense and the Liberty. Um and I have the Dark Web finale coming out and I'm like, all right, thank God those are on the uh, I have those to look forward to. Um this was fine. I think in my opinion, like the the, the star of the show is Delandro. I I think the art is very good in this. Um I liked it. I, I I wish he was given more to play with here. And I think the tease for Ghost Light at the end and Silver Surfer, I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Uh, but there's a lot of kids talking like they're 30 years older than they are. Um, oh Marco, do you like jazz? Because jazz is in this book. Uh, huh? Yeah, just like some... Uh, Marco, was this jazz music? Um, Blues and jazz, yeah. What, I, was, actually, it, the, was he accurate, this kid? Yeah, yeah, it's funny because uh, okay. this uh, on my Instagram story, I put up a cover. Uh, this is the song that I'm trying to learn. Coltrane, Giant Steps. Was it after you read the book or like just no, no, no. coincidentally? I, 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 yeah, coincidentally. I think the oh, day before. Funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fine. Uh, it's, I don't know. Again, again, another book where they showcase the main character and you see him for one, one panel. Um. I don't understand why Silver Surfer is even the title of this book, to be honest. Um, this seems like more of a, them trying to create a new character called Ghostlight. 
Um, and I guess it, I guess that answers my question there because you put Ghost Light on a cover, that's not going to sell anything. Hmm. Uh, but why put a character like Silver Surfer who, who alone has issues selling <laughs> uh, as, you know, I don't know. It was all right. It was okay. He felt the energy signal. He had to go. This is this is just like I I I don't like taking risks sometimes on books because there's like a certain when I see a book like this I, in my mind I'm like this is not this is not something that I should be buying because I don't care enough about Silver Surfer and I don't feel like Marvel cared about this book because I don't think that you know like like what is here what is here who who are they who is this for? Who are they appeasing with this comic book? Why does this exist? They want to make Ghostlight a character? Okay. Do you need an entire mini to do that? Can it not be, you know, happening in the back end of Guardians of the Galaxy or I don't know, whatever book you want to say? There's nothing here. Like this quaint story about this family, I couldn't read it. I just could I just could not get through it. It was tough. I had to skip around because it's like, man, how many times have we seen this kind of story? You know, the grandma says, Hey, you, you seem like you've got the, you've got the site and people in our family are known to have the site. And could we be any more black? Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> That's how tropey do you need to get? Can you leave any trope out? Can you do anything slightly different? Mix it up? One of the other issues I have with this, too, is, like, the main family is too perfect. Of course. Like, like they don't... Yes, there's a, the mystery of the missing uncle, you know, the mom's brother. But the actual characters, they're, like, the greatest kids in the world. These parents are perfect. The grandma is sick, but she can maintain conversations fine with these kids, you know? Like... Is that not a lived experience? I don't know. I, I, I connected with that immediately. Like, oh, look at mom and dad. Oh, a happy the, family? <laughs> yeah, happy family. The grandma's <laughs> a little older and sick, but, you know, she can still wrangle her way through life and whatnot. Uh, Marco, that's fine for real life. I'm talking about a book where I need drama, you know? <laughs> I, I, I bought it. I don't know. I like that. I like that it wasn't the dysfunctional family. That felt different. I don't think you need to be dysfunctional to have drama. There is no drama there is my thing. I don't think you need family drama to hook you into a family. And also, could it have, be any drama? Like, could 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 something happen dramatic? Logistically, out of question. So the 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 uncle uh, goes missing and he gets declared dead, and they give him he gets the house and the will. What's what's the what's the time limit? Is it a decade before someone can be declared oh, dead I... if they've never never been a body? Like, how do they just like? All right, well, it's been ten years. You get to keep his house now. Like uh -huh. I was just. I was so uh, bored with the book, I started thinking about the 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 law. <laughs> they said they said it was about ten. He'd been gone about ten years, so maybe. Yeah, I, guess, maybe. I guess I should Google when when can someone be pronounced dead after they read this comic book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just uh, there's just nothing here. Plain and simple, like the family didn't need to exist. And it does absolutely nothing for me to make Ghostlight an interesting character. I mean, we don't get anything about Ghostlight yet. Yeah, so why am I here? <laughs> seven I like, years, I, seven I, years, guys. Seven years, you can be pronounced dead. 
which we're missing. Yeah, okay, well, yeah. that's not bad then. And and this was also an extra-sized book. This was a, an additional, it was like 44 pages or something? Really? I think so. If you, if, if, compared to the uh, other I'm books, I'm seeing it as it a 28-page count book, Marco, on here. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. It feels, it, at Did least it, it feels bigger. It like felt longer because there's so much damn oh, dialogue wait, no you're right it's 40 pages it's 40 pages i don't is know why okay. that i was on i was on the variant uh the chichetto variant which i think you have marco oh is that, um, what it is? Okay. And that was telling me it was 28 pages but the main cover says 40 so yeah 40 pages and 99 percent of them do not feature the main character or the alleged main character and then if you include ghostlight then you you're down to what like 90% of the pages don't feature him. Yeah. So, uh, come on. What are we doing? Like, make him interesting. Yeah. Do anything with him. Pass. I hate, I hate coming on here and being so negative, but damn. Y'all got to do something. Book of the week. Fuck off. <laughs> with this lineup, bro? I might be. I might we be with Marco. Even... We still have another book to talk about. What yeah, do you mean? And I'm calling it here. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I think I think for the art alone, this was my pick of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, this book sucked. I liked it. I, I had a good time. All I right, can't believe good. I can't believe you picked this over Flash. Because at least Flash you. had substance. This was the Ooh, back boy. of a cereal box, and my cereal box is more entertaining. And you have British cereal, too, so that's saying something. And I'm an adult with fiber problems. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Special K. I take it back. I take it back. The book didn't suck. The art's actually really good. I do want to say that. The art is very, very good. Valentin Delandro is super talented. But the story, I, I just can't do it, and I will not be back for the next one. And I don't recommend it unless you are hungry for Valentin Delandro art in marvel for a, a visual comparison i would compare the art to um tyler boss i think uh the that that cartoony but thicker outlines is uh what i got so i like him as an artist i was uh looking at the art uh in the, in the back matter of the book like the character designs for ghostlight um and one of the things that's noted is that ghostlights is always underlit no matter how the lighting is in any scene and I thought that was a really interesting, interesting beat. Huh. Um, so, well, I mean, it'd be cool to see the character in the actual book, but like I was, you know, in, in the in the back banner, I thought that was pretty interesting. That's cool. Well, the listeners they couldn't make their minds up this week on the Twitter poll, which you can use to vote, and we would encourage you to do that so that we can avoid situations like a three-way tie. It was, uh, I don't even frankly remember what the, it was, Purgatory, Avengers 65, and um, I can't remember what the, it was Scarlet Witch was maybe? That, no, it was Lazarus know. Planet. Scarlet Lazarus Witch, surprisingly, Planet, did, okay. got like one vote. Well, People are not go. into that, I guess. Um, and so out of the three, we decided to go with Purgatory Must Die since Marco, Kale, and I had a good time with this the last go round, and it was fun to see how much Tyler didn't have a good time with it. <laughs> Uh, Ray Fox is the writer here. Uh, Alvaro Saraseca on art. Salvatore Ayala on colors. Tom Napolitano did the letters. So the first issue of this, a lot of fun. Great time. The second issue of this, 
Not a lot of fun. Yeah. Not a great time. <laughs> yeah. Pump the brakes hard. Yeah. Everything that made the first issue work, this issue basically doesn't have. Um, I thought the first issue was funny. It was interesting. The way it introduced us to Purgatory and kind of explained her whole deal, seeing all the quirky other characters and like, mm. you know, their mess. It was very fun. Um, this one just it's 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 very talky and the the dialogue's not strong enough to carry you through an issue of this nature because it doesn't let Purgatory do what she's good at, which is be weird and goofy. Um and then I found myself not liking her anymore. And that's when the whole thing fell apart for me. Why? Um it, it seemed to me that she kills people for no reason. Like she's like she's actually bad. No. Oh. And that turned me off. I thought that cuz I don't know who she is outside of the first issue. Yeah. So I thought she was like, you know, this this um very powerful person that all the gods were afraid of, but when you actually read about her or know her, she's a good person who just happens to be immensely powerful. And yeah, she's kind of mischievous but ultimately not a bad person to exist. That's the I that's the vibe I got. And this mm. issue tells me that that's not the case. Mm. Uh and uh thank you for the sub on Twitch Logan Diets. Appreciate it. Oh, appreciate that. Thank you so much. I yeah. go sorry. Please. I found this issue my problem with it was that it was so repetitive. You know, so she she wants to show off a power to get the uh the people off her her back, and so we get a uh, you know page with evil Ernie, and then we get another page with the group of vampires, and then we get another page with uh, somebody else, and uh it's all they're all killing purgatory, but we see right. purgatory with the other guy, uh, and she's. I don't know, meditating or something. Uh, and then they kill Purgatory, but that's not Purgatory. And that's a power that she yeah, learned from sure. Jesse James. Shadow clone like too. four times. And uh, yeah, and, and that's the book. That's how she gets away. And so I guess that needed to be the whole book. The problem is that, that it's, it's not set up in a clever way. Yeah. You know, they could have played with that. They could have said like, oh, is is her conversation with, with her companion happening in real time? Is she actually fighting these different groups? Is she, you know, what's going on? Like, did she learn how to split herself? You know, there was no intrigue to it. She tells a very straightforward story, and we see in a very nonchalant, straightforward way that everybody else is foolish, and they think she's really killing her, but they're not. And who, realistically, based on what I read, I don't even understand why that was necessary, because yeah. it didn't appear that they were close to her anyway. Um, there were those demons, but they seem to be handled pretty easily. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. But this issue taught me that I don't care where this is going. Yeah, it, it didn't carry that momentum from that first issue. And uh, the just the, the dragging on of all of this stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I also lost interest. 
and and I was hungry to to like learn about this character and see their interactions. And now, especially where, where they lead off, leave off in the uh, Garden of Eden, like what are you gonna? This is hidden. What are you gonna do? I feel like the next issue is just gonna be more talk. I don't know what to say other than what did you guys expect? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm not that the first one was, you know, uh, like Atomic Town. Not that he say, he uh, he says uh, uh, says it. It's not Shakespeare. I'm right. not saying it's it's Shakespeare, but like I had a good time and I thought it was cleverly written. The the good time I had with the first issue was seeing all the errors with it, like no creative team on the cover and then having the color palette still in the book. Um, that's what I enjoyed, and I didn't even get any of that in this book. So, like, even yeah. the fu- the fun stuff I got in the first issue weren't even in this one. I was literally looking in the book for errors, like the, I w- it was like a Where's Waldo for art wow. errors and stuff. Um, where wow. I'm not sure I read all the text to be honest. Can I say how much I appreciate what is happening on YouTube right now, where you guys are bringing up books that you liked this week? And being positive, that is such great energy. I love that. That's <laughs> awesome. For- like, unfortunately, we don't have the liberty to do that because these are the books that we had to read <laughs> this week. But it's so cool that you guys read different things that you enjoyed. And I love to hear that. And uh, what I really love is if there are books that you guys are hot on, when you comment on our videos or when you write us in any way, shape, or form, tell us what those are. That way, when they're coming out and we're putting the listener poll together, we can put your books on there. We don't have any problem with that. So, like, if there's books you're hot on and they're coming out and you know this is a book that the Comics Pals will like, just throw it on the throw it on the poll. Um, we appreciate it. Throw it in a comment and we'll, we'll throw it on the poll. Uh, this was – I'm going to say this was my pick of the week. But it's only because I think I liked everything else less than this. Mm. Um, yeah, same. Yeah, this is this was a rough week, unfortunately, for for my sensibilities. I mean, seemingly for all of ours. Yeah. Ouroboros Snake says, uh, "Sorry to be off topic. Purgatory is top tier." So, as a as a book or a character, I mean, at this. Point. Yeah, I don't know anything about her. I actually really liked the character in the first issue. And I was intrigued by her. I was like, okay, cool. This is, I'm into this. Hopefully this goes somewhere. I want to ride this out. Now I'm like, nope, I am off. I'm definitely off. Uh, pass. How is their paper quality compared to the big two? Uh, at least compared to that book, better. It, you know, it's definitely 100% better than Flash. Well, there's that. Special. Just to bring our... Uh... Discussion full circle there. Uh, and Ouroboros says character. The character is top tier. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, I I buy that. If we if we were ranking dynamite characters right now, the S tier characters for me would be Lady or uh, Red Sonia and Purgatory. Oh, they're not, not Lady Death? Darkwing no. Duck. Well, oh shoot. Oh my god, you're right. I, of course. I, the Disney adult dynamite? in me is about to be well actually, but I'm gonna stop. So I hey, listen. I I didn't put it at dynamite. Your boy Walt Disney did that. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say pull because the first issue was so strong. The second one was uh, definitely just a momentum shift. I'm I'm interested to see if the third one, at, at the very least, picks it back up because I liked what I had and I'm 
if he if he nailed if he got that once, I'm hopeful he can probably get it again. And I like Ray Fox as a writer, so I'm I'm willing to give him that shot. Yeah, I bet you're pulling it to this book, weirdo. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well That was a jerk off joke, guys. Oh no, we, we were well aware. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, Just, actually, yeah. you know what made it even funnier, Tyler? Was right after you explained it. Yeah, thank you. That's you, you got your laugh. Yeah. It's fine. Today. <laughs> really, you know, left it. <laughs> the one thing about Tyler, he doesn't know how to leave things. <laughs> Trust uh, me, I do. <laughs> 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 All right, that works. The most biblical sense of the word, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tyler. Why don't we uh, Why don't we show and tell everyone what books we're looking for forward to next week? Yeah, let's let's pull our pals next week. Uh, so next week, uh, Sean, you want to check out Static Shadows of Dakota number one? Yes. So I was a big proponent of the initial Static stuff that Vita Ayala did with Nicholas Draper, Ivy, and Crisscross. Um, there were people who were frustrated by that book. I understand that, but I want to say this as a potential selling point. So, first of all, this time around, there's no crisscross. No disrespect to crisscross because crisscross is legendary, but Nicholas Draper Ivy's art does not need to be laid out by someone else. That's what crisscross was doing. Draper Ivy has a style that will inevitably bring people who don't read comics into comics because it's so cool. It's so anime and manga inspired, but he's got those superhero sensibilities that bring it all to the level and make it DC top tier. When you couple that with what I think is a great story that Vita Ayala laid out in the first volume, I feel like we have a hit on our hands with Shadows of Dakota. Sean, there's a there's a Dan Hip cover too. There you go, even better. Dan Hip, Static Shock, sign me up. Uh, side note, he's putting his art uh, from Marvel Snap, the originals, on sale tomorrow. So, oh wow, yeah, I might see what the the going price is for that. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm optimistic for this. I'll give it that. Uh, and then all three of you, besides me, uh, pulled Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants number one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you can it. guarantee we're reading this next week. Yeah. Yeah. Al Ewing. Storm. We're, Storm. We're gonna see. So so Sins of Sinister sets up the idea that Storm escaped, you know, whatever happened, which, you know, if you don't know, we don't need to say it here. And she goes and is in hiding. And this book follows up on that idea, albeit some time in the future. I think it's ten years in the future. I think this is ten. This is ten. Another book's a hundred, and then another book's a thousand. I think Nightcrawlers is a hundred, and then some something of that nature. So, sorry, I don't. This isn't in pals polls, but I was looking at what we could possibly read next week. And Spawn three oh three thirty eight comes out next week. And let me read the solicitation for this book. First yes. off, gorgeous David Mac cover. Um, oh. I'll give it that. The solicitation is: it's time for Spawn to take the next step in his war against heaven and hell. End solicitation. 
Hasn't, that been, hasn't that been like since issue? What is that? That's three, four, every one issue of Spawn. Yeah, it's every issue. <laughs> no, you guys don't understand. It's the next level. Oh, the next step. Got oh, it, got it, got it. Yeah. So that starts issue three. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we, were, we were here, but they're going to go up here now. Anyway, anyway. Um, Marco, space job. Space job. Space jobs. So uh, I am a fan of space related things. This had a, a looks like a NASA parody that sold me enough. Uh, it turns out uh, Alvaro Saraseca is also on this one. So the same artist of um, Purgatory Must Die, which was pretty cool. Different colors. So interested to see how that's going to work out. But um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a comedy. The, the, the solicit for this is after five long years of soul crushing servitude as a chef's assistant, Danny Sheridan is about to get his dream job in space as the first officer abroad aboard the SS George H.W. Bush. So you know they're going to be doing goofy ass shit. So I'm, I'm in. And the writer is David A. Goodman, who um, was a... Uh, he worked on like stuff like for Futurama, um, some of the uh, Star Trek Enterprise stuff. So maybe we'll see. Star Trek Enterprise? Mm-hmm. That's not uh, that's not a good thing. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I was already turned off by the SS George H W Bush or whatever. <laughs> and if he if he worked on Enterprise, man, you are in from bad time oh no you know what's so funny marco was saying those things as like quality points and everything he was saying i was just like oof oof oh no (laughs) artists of purgatory oof george i wasn't gonna say anything but yeah enterprise oh yeah no this is well yeah i was like surely surely doesn't mean enterprise surely if it's like a funny book he means like lower decks or something no he said enterprise He's been writing the Orville, uh, Orville comics at Dark Okay, Place. yeah. Okay. See, that's fun. Have fun, buddy. Have fun. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't knock an Orville. Orville's actually pretty good. Y'all have fun. All right. Go all ahead. Right. All right. I'll talk about that separately, Kyle. No, um, that's all right. <laughs> I'm pulling The Amazing Spider-Man number 19 because new creative team just for two issues. It's, it looks like a canned story they had. It's Joe Kelly and Terry and Rachel Dodson doing a Spider-Man and Black Cat in the Catskills trying to have a romantic evening and they get attacked by ninjas. So, oh, all right. That's like a classic Spider-Man team. Um, so I am into that. Um, yeah, let's let Zeb Wells kind of, you know, take a break after Dark Web, I guess, too. I love oh. the Dodsons. Same. I do, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Great stuff. Uh, and I want to check out, uh, so out of the two Goblin books coming out next week, <laughs> um, Gold Goblin and Red Goblin, I want to check out Red Goblin. Uh, this is by uh, uh, Alex Pacnadel, who we, we spoke with a month ago at this point. Um, hmm. Over a month, actually. The summer, uh, yeah. And uh, Basal, oof, Basaldua, am I saying that right? Uh, I believe, yeah, it's uh, John Basaldua on art. Um, this is about little little Normie. Little Normie, uh, Normie Osborne, and how is he dealing with still having some of the uh, the Red Goblin in him? So I think I think this ties into uh, it spins out of Venom actually, strangely. Um, so we'll so we'll see where that goes because he because he is good friends with uh, Dylan Dylan Brock. So see where that relationship goes. That boy got that Goblin in him. Oh, he 
<laughs> I'm gonna stop myself now. <laughs> I almost want to buy it now. I just want to see him go goblin mode. <laughs> he just hits the he hits the gritty. <laughs> Actually, the idea of like a like a like a modern day teenager with the going goblin mode, like I hope he says it, like, <laughs> like it's it's his clobber in time, you know, like I'm going goblin mode. This oh, this would be so great, bad. Sean. I love this now. This is my fir- this is my top pick of next week. We have to read it now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to now. He just he just he just he's had some a chug jug with them, some slurp juice. What else? What else? The kids like these days. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. What the his, fuck his, are you two talking? His about? goblin bombs are just, uh, just uh, um, what are they? Uh, vape carts. <laughs> Mark, are you getting any of this? Uh, like, like stuff in between. I, vape carts, I understood at least. Yeah. You don't. What? You don't. What if he hits the gritty on the gl- on the glider? You know what that is, Marco. I don't Hitting know what the, that is, dude. You never see him hit the gritty. Um, Damn, I'm, I'm probably dating myself by like a couple months at this point. Jeez. Oh man, man! For, Fortnite kid anti-hero slash villain, I'm in. Give me, give me what I want, Batista style. Damn, dude! I, I, I googled gritty. It's something on TikTok, uh, Cal. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. There's a reason you haven't seen any TikToks made by Cal on our TikTok. <laughs> the thought of it exhausts me. I have one idea, and I. <laughs> I cannot. And it's a dance. I can't do it. Your backflip will be on there. We're almost there. We're getting there. Yeah, but who's going to be, who's going to put it on there? Not me. I'm doing the backflip. Jess will record it. She'll send it yeah, over. Yeah, I, I, I have Jess's uh, name on Discord, I think. So I could just uh, message her. Uh, hey, my man, she ain't on Discord. <laughs> I guess for only the one thing we did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, it's good to end on a, on a, on a high note, on a laughing note, on a positive note. Yes, we didn't love these books this week, but uh, that's the nature of reviewing comics every single week. So uh, if you've got ideas for what you feel like we should be reading, the best way to do that, best way to let us know is in the comments section, wherever it is you listen to us or wherever it is you feel like you want to engage with us. We will take those books into consideration for the listener polls. Um, if you want us reviewing, this is the first listener poll where we didn't actually like the book, but it was still pick of the week for at least Kale and I. So <laughs> y'all still got it. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong yet. You know the wildest Listeners. thing is too? Like, I'm excited to read a Steve Orlando book coming off of my stack this week. Come Scarlet on. Witch? Yeah, let's get Scarlet Witch. You know, like it's gotta be good in comparison to everything else I read. Good nice book. palette cleanser. Honestly, True, yeah. Sarah Bocelli, yeah. Why not? Unreal. All right. Uh, listen to us Saturday on our main show, which airs at ten fifteen a.m. on Twitch and YouTube. Watch this show live six p.m. Eastern every single Thursday. This Saturday, we're going to be talking all DC stuff, all DC films. Come ready to have that conversation. We're going to be breaking down every announcement. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that I bet you, I guarantee you, a lot of you guys don't know because a lot of information was buried on Twitter and a lot of it was buried in a press conference that no one was at 
except for uh, reporters that aren't doing a tremendous job of disseminating that information right now. So it's out there, and we're going to talk about it this Saturday. We're going to do a little bit of 5G Files, and we're going to have a great time as we do every week on the main show on Saturdays. So come hang out with us for that. Join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash thecomicspals, where for as little as $3 a month, you can support your pals. You get access to some pretty cool content. We've got an exclusive show over there, Palling Around. You can get your name shouted out on the main show. You can vote in book clubs. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Get our newsletters. A lot of stuff you can do over there on the Patreon page. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another edition of Pals Pulls. Until next time, we're the Comics Pals signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs>